I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everyone, it's Pacific. And thanks so much for tuning to the second episode of Out of Place. If you like the show and you like what we do, consider joining us at midnightdisease.net slash join. There, for only $5 a month, you can get early and ad-free access to not only this show, but also The Theater of Tomorrow, The Hotel, and, when it launches on November 14th, Margaret's Garden. All four shows for just $5 a month. And if you really love the show and you're interested in getting some merch, we offer higher tiers at $7 and $15, where you can get postcards or a postcard and a pin every three months. Tons of cool designs coming out, uh, and so much more. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Another one arrived this morning, and I wasn't in the mood. I was hoping I could have a nice robotic day of data entry. I really wasn't equipped to do any brain stuff today. I met up with Mike again last night, and um, I suppose my defences were down. I didn't drink anything, I've managed to stay on that train, but Mike has a way of making anyone dance. Even me and a simultaneous way of making that someone forget what time it is. Long story short, I ate like a marathon runner this morning, and I had to function on about four hours' sleep. Mike was none the worse for wear, of course. He seems immune to that sort of thing. Then I see another brown paper package. An envelope this time. And I have to cram all that nonsense into my head all over again. There's a thing called the Mandela Effect... It's named after the way so many people swear they remember Nelson Mandela dying in the 1990s and getting a state funeral. 
whereas in reality he went on to become president of South Africa and died in 2013. The Mandela effect occurs when a large number of people misremember something in the same way, especially something from their childhoods. Some people say it's evidence of multiple dimensions, that those memories are from another world, very slightly different from our own, or that we move between dimensions somehow. And I think, am I like them? The crazies who say all that. I can't pretend I haven't seen what I've seen, but I'm so afraid to say out loud the only explanations I have for them. I think I'm scared of being crazy. No sane person would ever conclude what I have. But here we are. Uh, you could make all these things up, I suppose. The skull, the pamphlet that turned up today, you could fake all of them, if you had the know-how or the money. Why would you bother going to all that effort? Just to create an existential crisis in a mid-to-late-twenties loser cooped up in a basement somewhere under Bloomsbury. What possible reason could there be? I'm supposed to be recording my notes on the pamphlet. I've been putting it off. Um, it was in a brown envelope with the usual note for the attention of the Carruthers Institute, signed Mr. Havisham. Inside was an eight-page stapled booklet about A5 size entitled Visiting Rosariana. It has a picture of a white stone church on the front, Renaissance-looking, I suppose, and the logo of the Campania Tourist Board in the lower right-hand corner. It's a guide to the attractions of the town of Rosariana in Italy. Two of the pages have a map which shows it's just down the coast from Naples. The main attraction in this town is the Shrine of Our Lady of the Rosary, the church on the front. It's a Roman Catholic cathedral. There's a box out on page two about how it was founded by a man who was converted by visions of the Virgin Mary and the list of miracles that have happened there since. Maybe they really have. It wouldn't be the strangest thing I've had to get my head around. There's a painting by Giordano on display there. Page three had a photo of it. It's, um, it's a bit stilted. Mary is handing out rosaries to a couple of saints. She has a crown hovering over her head and she's surrounded by stars. There's a rather off-putting baby Jesus on her knee with a weird puff of blonde curls that makes it look like the Son of God has male pattern baldness. I suppose I'm not the target audience. The town is otherwise pretty enough. Uh, near the sea, some shops, places to eat, the usual. Easy access to Naples, although if you care that much about Naples, I don't see why you wouldn't just stay there. And it makes an excellent base for excursions to the Temple of the Power of Jupiter. It has one of the best preserved Roman amphitheatres in southern Italy. Uh, this pamphlet seemed a very mundane thing for the project to send to the Institute. It was no more remarkable than the thousands of bits of pottery I'd already input into the system. The kind of puff tourist piece you find stacked up on the desk of a hotel reception or in the spinner rack next to a ticket booth at a train station. Then I looked at the map again. I compared it to a map of Campania I searched up on the computer. Rosariana wasn't there. Pompeii was. Or rather the ruins that used to be Pompeii.
The city was destroyed in 79 AD when Mount Vesuvius erupted. Thousands of people cooked alive in a wave of scalding ash or crushed when the roofs fell in. You know all this, they teach it in school. You've seen the plaster casts they made of the voids in the ash where the bodies were. The ruins are one of the biggest tourist destinations in Italy. But not the Italy where our pamphlet was printed. I had a closer read of the pamphlet. A paragraph stated Rosariana was renamed in 1891 after the shrine was completed. Was it Pompeii before that? A Pompeii that was never destroyed in 79 AD and made it all the way down to the 21st century as a generically pretty town with a nice church. I was trying to put all this together when I noticed another difference between the maps. On the one in the pamphlet, there's a site on the slope of Mount Vesuvius. The Temple of Jupiter's Power. It's not on... Well, I was going to say on the real map, but I don't know if that's the right word. The familiar one. Our one. The back of the pamphlet had some pieces of text about other places to visit near Rosariana, and one of them was the Temple of Jupiter's Power. There was a photograph, but the printing wasn't great. It's a structure of white stone built into the side of Mount Vesuvius. How they did that, I don't know. The Romans were good at that sort of thing, but still it must have been a hell of a job. The front has a triangular pediment held up by columns. There are modern safety railings everywhere. The temple looks like it goes back into the interior of the volcano. According to the pamphlet, the temple is the reward at the end of a taxing but fulfilling hike up the volcanic slopes, ending in a paved road flanked by statues of the Caesars and lesser shrines all dedicated to aspects of Jupiter. The Romans identified the volcano with Jupiter, maybe as an aspect of Jupiter himself or a symbol of his might. Then the paragraph gets... strange. A deeply moving trial of the soul, it says. An experience that will never be forgotten. And due to the nature of the sculptures within, the Temple of Jupiter's power is not suitable for children under thirteen. What could someone sculpt that isn't suitable for children under thirteen? What did the Romans do in the Temple of Jupiter's power? Whatever it was, if it was supposed to placate Jupiter, it worked. Mount Vesuvius didn't erupt in 79 AD. Pompeii survived to become Rosariana. I have an idea of what they did. According to the last spread in the pamphlet, Rosariana is covered in statues of children. Memorials to them. Children weeping. A strange motif for a town. The world-renowned mourning children, the pamphlet calls them. Mourning for someone, or for themselves. Because Jupiter had to be placated in an event the Romans remembered in sculptures not suitable for those under thirteen. I'll type it all up soon. I'll keep it basic, dimensions, page by page. 
leave out what I think about it. I don't even know what that is yet. I'm pretty sure Rosariana is Pompeii. It's the same place. Pompeii had an amphitheatre too. But everything else is just my brain running off with the facts and making something out of them that I'd rather it didn't. That's it. The latest artefact from Mr. Havisham that doesn't fit. Maybe it's a fake. Maybe it's from somewhere those Mandela effect theorists would lecture you for hours about if you let them. I just hope I never have to meet any of them. And I hope they never find out about all of this. Because I'm really scared if they did. It would turn out they're right. Out of Place was created by Ben Counter. Sound design was done by Pacific S. Obadiah. If you like this show, consider checking out other Midnight Disease productions, like The Theater of Tomorrow, The Hotel, Lake Clarity, SCP Archives, and Margaret's Garden.